Hello, and welcome to the Tech Ideas People podcast. I'm Gina Clifford, and in this edition of the Emerging Engineers series, engineering intern Elizabeth Ewan talks with Melinda Dongay, a business unit manager at Jabel. Melinda and Elizabeth talk about the importance of procurement and why it is so strategic for our customers. Hi, Melinda. Um, thank you for joining me today for today's podcast with Emerging Engineers at Jabel. Um, today, we're going to be talking um, about procurement here at Jabel. So can you briefly explain what is procurement for those in the audience who don't know what it is? Hi, Elizabeth. Thanks for having me here. Procurement literally is the going out, buy a company, and buying material. Obviously, when you do it systematically and when you do it over billions of dollars worth of equipment and material, it becomes a very structured, strategic, and tactical affair, and it requires all kinds of resources and relationships in the supply chain world. So over the last few years, um, there have been disruptions in the supply chain. Um, how does Jabil manage the market risk for our customers um, using our own or Jabil's procurement strategies? So there's multiple aspects to it. There's the long term, there's the medium term, and there's the short term. Mm-hmm. I'll start with the strategic. So long term, Jabil takes a good hard look, usually somewhere around one year, Mm-hmm. of uh, what the customers, what, what we need to buy for the customers. Yeah. And then we go out and based on the lead times for procuring all the different commodities that we purchase, we will buy per the lead time. So if something needs 40 weeks of lead time mm-hmm. at a supplier, we'll buy the material 40 weeks in advance. Okay. Obviously, these days, challenges are plenty. So lead times have grown, some to well over a year. So we look at it for as long as the lead time is, and there are suppliers that are saying 65 weeks of lead time. So then we buy it 65 weeks in advance. In the medium term, it's all about managing what you have already ordered. So making sure that the delivery promises are kept by suppliers. Occasionally they renege on their delivery promises. It's called a decommit. When they decommit, we go look for alternative sources or alternative plants. Okay. So, and then short term, it's just making sure everything comes in on time Everything is up to the quality expected of the incoming material. And when the decommit happens short term, then we actually go out in the open markets and spot buy. That's what it's called. So we literally go out to distributors and other suppliers who have material available from customers who don't want it or occasional excess production and so on. And so tactically, we just make sure everything comes in. It's at the right quality, in the right quantities. And then we use it for our production. So you talked about how do we manage all the risks. When you do spot buys, they charge you a premium. So Jabil manages the premiums. So it's hard not to pay a premium, particularly in the constrained markets of today. But Jabil makes sure that we not only get the material on time, but that the premiums we pay are reasonable. If there is such a thing, okay, we've been buying material for five times the price. But that is still reasonable compared to others who are charging more. And then, of course, long-term, you have to manage everything coming in. Yeah. Uh, there's, of course, uh, price increases that are thrown upon us. So Jabil has, has leverage with suppliers because of our large spend. So we get these increases a little bit more managed, quote-unquote, mm-hmm. than maybe small sub- customers might. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes the market dries up. There are floods. There are fires. 
And so Jabal, because of our relationships, not only get priority service, but we are very quickly able to switch from one source to another source. And the old trick, you know, we rarely single source. Mm -hmm. When we do, it's always for a reason, but having dual source always helps because a problem at one supplier isn't always at another supplier. So those are some of the key ways we manage it. So going back to working with suppliers um, and some of the relationships we build and through procurement, can you talk about possibly if certain products or certain you know, materials that are were to go through EOL or end of life, um, how does our relationship or how does Jable um, able to deal with um, products that are potentially going to um, end of life? So first of all, in the, in the hardware world, materials go end of life all the time. And there is a structured process where suppliers will first give us an early warning that, hey, we are gonna cut off this particular supply line and occasionally it's even years in advance. Yeah. And so we go look for alternative material. The first thing we do is let the customers know and where they are driving the material uh, purchasing, like who we buy and what from, they get the t- advanced lead time to go talk to their engineering groups and say, hey, go find a substitute. This thing is end of life. And they have to qualify. They have to test it. So that's just one way we work with them. We also have adequate expertise in-house for some commodities to even recommend a second source. So there are times when we will not only say, hey, this is going end of life, and by the way, we recommend that. And then they still have to go qualified because we yeah. can't just simply change it. So there's, there's usually plenty of notices available to do it in a managed fashion. For Jable, one of the strengths we have is obviously uh, one of our core competencies is purchasing. And we have a large team, a very large team compared to most of our customers who actively stay on top of all of this. Of course. And with a dedicated workforce, um, you know, we can guarantee or help our um, customers with the adequate um, resources that we have, or not even better than adequate, just other resources we do have and the connections we have. Absolutely. We, it's Our resources are not only just dedicated, we, are, we also have commodity managers who are experts at those yeah. commodities. They are probably the closest, they have their ear closest to what is happening in those particular commodities. Semiconductors being a very good example. So they know everything that's happening out there almost immediately after the suppliers know it. And therefore, that is a big benefit uh, that Jable has to be able to proactively react. So in terms of cost savings, um, you were talking about some of the premiums that go along with certain environmental changes within the uh, long-term or the short-term or the medium-term. Can you elaborate what you mean by the cost savings that go along with um, managing the risks for the customers? Well, first of all, because of Jabel's very strong relationships in the supply chain world, we usually get preferred service and occasionally preferred pricing. And we can offer pricing on bills of material that often smaller and competitive companies do not have access to. And it's because of our purchasing power. Our spend is just so large that you know the old age runs true. You buy a lot, you get a lot of discounts. And we pass on these discounts to our customers and it's a win-win. That's what brings in new projects for us, but then customers win also because they can build whatever they want to build at the lowest pricing. We also get preferred supply in a, in a constrained market. Sometimes even with premium pricing, supply is hard to find. 
But cost savings is a very big deal. But clearly, that's not the only reason customers come to us. Mm-hmm. So can you share maybe a specific example of how our supply chain initiatives kind of benefited our customers? Yeah, I, I refer to preferred supplier commitments. Yeah. There are times when suppliers have been doing allocations. So what they do is they reach out to their strategic uh, customers mm-hmm. like Jabil, and they say, hey, we are going to produce only X amount of a certain commodity. So if you give us what you need, we'll give you the first right of refusal based on allocations. So invariably, some commodities are oversubscribed these days. So we ask for what we want, and we often get all or most of what we ask for. And obviously, the commitment is when, you, when they allocate it to you, mm-hmm. it's, an, it's what is called an NCNR. No change and no returns. So when we do these NCNRs, they know Jable is good for us. So when we ask for allocations, we get allocations and sometimes some preferential treatment because of our large spend. And uh, so that's one big benefit. The second thing I can tell you also is, and this is a very rare example to find, but these days it's more true than ever, when shipping costs have dramatically increased, you know, some material is now costing multiple times what it used to cost. So we used to buy a lot of shipping capability, shipping capacity from suppliers who didn't directly connect with shipping companies. So they were like the distributors and brokers. And so when we managed to go directly to these shipping companies, we not only got preferred capacity, we also got preferred pricing. So whereas a normal supplier would have charged a customer five times, 10 times the shipping costs, Jabel's direct dealing with shipping companies helped to save a significant amount of that additional cost. Another big benefit, and benefit always goes to the customers, right? And what do you suppose, or what have you seen are some of the trends in the supply chain? So one of the big trends, and Jabil has been a big driver of these trends, is what we like to call purchasing as a service. And this is where, instead of a customer telling us what to buy from whom and at what price, they give us the bill of material and we aggregate all of our spend across multiple customers. And we make a judgment call on who are our most reliable, dependable, high quality, and obviously best priced suppliers from whom we can go buy these items. And it's been a real win-win, especially for our customers, because purchasing as a service is relatively new, although it's been done for a while, but it's relatively new in a a large context. So there's a lot of, for example, uh, what we call non-critical components, where Jabil just says, okay, we'll go buy it, we'll manage the commodities, all you need to do is tell us what your bills of material are. We'll tell you who we buy what from, but it's typically our decision for you to validate. And we obviously always keep risks in mind, we will dual source when required, but when we feel like we can, without significant risk increase, single source, we will do that too knowing fully well that there's always a backup plan and something that our customers depend on us for. And we have successfully implemented it with one customer and they're really happy, not only because they got better pricing, 
than what they could have driven with the suppliers, but now they don't have to worry about it. They need less staff internally to do this. They do not have to lie awake, sleepless nights thinking, oh my God, what happens now that the supply chain is constrained? They just say, Jabal's gonna do it. Obviously the onus is on us to never fail them, and that requires us creating a track record. But for the most part, we have that kind of credibility with our customers, even the most demanding ones. And so now we even have a customer who wants us to not only buy product as part of purchasing as a service for components and product that we built for this customer, Mm -hmm. but they want us to buy commodities for their second sourced contract manufacturer also. Okay. So which is very unique. I have not seen this in my many years in this business. So we are gonna buy these commodities and purchasing as a service offer it to their second contract manufacturer who will then build product for this original customer. Okay. And it sounds complex, but it is not. And even doing all of this, the company benefits because of lower pricing and even their second tier CM, who is not as big a company as we are, will benefit because of the reliability of the supply chain that they now benefit from. They have also less risks to manage. They need less resources to manage it. So it's a win-win. It's a huge win for Jabil, and it's a huge testament to the credibility we have with our suppliers and customers. It's good to know from a someone who works at the business unit, your perspective of how the supply chain works and what you've seen in procurement and some of the things that you've talked about, which is considering end-of-life early notifications, um, the dedicated workforce that goes into uh, managing and getting things or the things that our customers need in order to build what they what they need. And I think one of the big takeaways I saw in this conversation was having a relationship with um, Jabil and Jabil's relationship with suppliers that allow for these cost savings. Any other closing comments you would like to make regarding procurement, supply chain? I think, you know, it's a win-win for both Jabil to do purchasing as a service for customers. It's a great win for customers. Obviously, it comes only when you establish enough credibility with the customers. Mm-hmm. But what, what goes over and beyond, and this is my plug-in, shameless plug-in for Jabil, is that we have enough credibility, even with their second source contract manufacturer, that they are okay with us doing it for them. And that, to me, is something that only companies like Jabil can pull.